welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am joined by Jeroen Kortout, who is far away across the pond in a faraway land. He's going to tell us all about him, himself and his company, which is a uh, uh, small CRM company. Uh, but first, I know there's something cold, frosty, and refreshing in front of him, and I just got to believe he wants to get into that as soon as possible. So, Jeroen, what do you, what do you got there? <laughs> I have a, a, something called a Gouden Carolus. Uh, you'd probably call it a, a Gouden Carolus. Um, it's um, it's a, a variation of the, the classic one, is the, the whiskey-infused one. It's a beer from um, Belgium in a town called, well, a city called Mechelen. Uh, in between uh, Antwerp and Brussels. Uh, it's where my parents come from. And uh, my dad actually grew up on the, the Gaudicarolos Classic, which is, uh, I think, uh, a beer of um, 10 and a bit uh, percent. Uh, this one is a variation with some extra whiskey because the brewery started making whiskey as well. And they, uh, they, they experiment sometimes and they started adding some whiskey in the beer. Uh, and it's really tasty. I can recommend it. I might get a bit, uh, a bit drunk as the, as the, the, the <laughs> this podcast goes on. Well, we w- we'll, we'll keep an eye on you and make sure we don't uh, have you fall asleep. But that sounds amazing. And, and um, if you listen to the podcast, you know that uh, our president, our CEO, and I are all huge brown water fans. We like bourbon, but whiskey is, uh, is, uh, is just such a close cousin. We enjoy that as well. And that sounds amazing. I am going to have a shipyard smashed pumpkin. It's uh, one of my favorite things about the fall is the pumpkin beers. So I've tried a few of them the last few weeks. This one's got an IBU, an international bitterness unit of 18, an ABV of 9%. The color is a coppery orange and it is delightful. Mm. Sounds good. It is so good. So good. A little bit of sweetness, really, really tasty. So, well, your own, you, um, you and I uh, kind of hooked up um, um, in an interesting way. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you kind of found Aslan and then a little bit about yourself and your company. Uh, and uh, we'll get into sort of remote selling and, and this virtual selling idea as, as we get into the podcast. But how did you find us and, and, um, and tell us about you and your company? Yeah, so um, at Salesforce, we were making a listing of the... Uh, top sales training programs in the world. We, we noticed that there wasn't any great uh, resource out there uh, which categorizes them well in a way that people can find the right sales training for them. Uh, we found you guys as one of the, the great uh, like uh, companies that offers this kind of sales trainings. And then also uh, next to that, we found you when we were looking for great sales podcasts. Uh, and that's how we... Uh, we, we found that and we reached out and uh, that's why we're here today. Yeah. Um, and we appreciate to, that. We accept the compliment yeah. with full, uh, with full happiness that you, uh, that you found us for both, for both reasons as a sales training company and as a, as a decent podcast out there. So thank you for that. Yeah. This comes from the fellow podcaster. I have a podcast as well, but it's uh, um, with founders of SaaS companies where we look for the, the person behind the, the, the company uh, a few years ago I wasn't really into podcasts but then all of a sudden I discovered it and it's so amazing to be able to listen to uh, inspiring people from any background uh, like CEOs that would normally never write blog posts or so uh, right. they do interviews and podcasts and you can learn so much yeah 
No, it's a great point. It's a great point. So tell us about yourself in, in uh, Salesflare. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a co-founder and CEO of Salesflare. Um, and within um, a space of CRM systems, I think there's uh, more than 600 out there. I think on G2, they're, they're counting 611 or something at the moment. Um, we are a CRM uh, specialized for uh, small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, it's a sales CRM, so it's, it's focused on helping you sell. And uh, what distinguishes it from its direct competitors um, is that you have to spend way less time filling out the system. Uh, it automatically fills out itself uh, to a large extent, which is where most CRM systems fail. And most yeah. uh, CRM implementations fail is when salespeople just cannot muster up the necessary discipline to fill out the system. And even if, at, let's say at some point, you have the necessary discipline, because for instance, you're not selling so well yet, so you need to show something to management, so you're really doing your best with filling out that system. At some point, uh, you come uh, in that spot where uh, you're selling well and the discussion completely changes because then you go to your manager and you say, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to sell or do you want me to fill out the CRM system? You know, that's, yes. that's usually where the whole system starts falling apart. You cannot really um, keep track of things in, in the same way anymore. Um, and it's, it's very easy for uh, salespeople and companies um, to get in that sort of situation where the CRM system basically becomes useless because this, the, the data is not complete, the data is not up to date and all those kind of things. So we fix that by, by automating the, the data, by pulling it uh, from all the places where it actually already is because so much of the selling today is digital. Like we send emails, we have stuff in our calendars, we have stuff in our phones, we have stuff in social media, we have stuff in company databases. Um, we figured like, why don't we build a system that uh, pulls that data automatically together for you uh, and helps you curate that information uh, as you go instead of just spending your day manually inputting data and duplicating stuff that you do in other systems uh, that just didn't make a lot of sense to us. Well, and it sounds dreamy. I mean, as and, and I'm not sure about your background in terms of if you've ever, you know, uh, sold and, and been through the challenges you're talking about, but I certainly have. Mm -hmm. and, and I and I've been a sales leader as well, where you where you you struggle to get your reps to see the value of inputting information into a system like what you're talking about. Um, and I think the only times reps will do that is when they do see the value, right? They see that there's value in tracking their own deals. We have something that we do inside of, uh, we're a Salesforce house um, and, mm -hmm. we, and we, uh, we track the, uh, the health of our opportunities, um, a, sort of a little bit of a homegrown scoring system. And it, it sounds like you might have some of those types of things built in that that's where the value comes back for a sales rep, knowing if I take this extra time and put this, this, you know, this information into the system, this is gonna help me a sell better and maybe close more, right? Is that is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I actually I um, I uh, used Salesforce in a previous job, and that's partly where um, where it all comes from. I uh, I that was that was the, the the first CRM system that I used professionally, like in a serious way, and um, 
I tried to take it very serious and organize myself in Salesforce because I understood that's what it's supposed to do. It's not just supposed to be a, a management reporting system. It's some, something in which you put stuff and then you can remember them and then you can keep the overview and all that. Yeah. But I never managed to make that work for me. Uh, and it's partly based on that frustration that we started Salesforce. Uh, what we do is we, we make sure that uh, your discipline is not uh, what's going to define whether the CRM system stays up to date. It's not all the hard work. The system does that largely for you. And it will sort of almost automatically uh, work as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a second brain, let's say, a memory for you. Uh, of like when where mm -hmm. was I in touch with someone? Did they read my emails? Uh, when did we have meetings, calls, all this kind of stuff? What's their phone number? It pulls that from email signatures, for instance. Um, and then it also uh, sends you nudges when you forget to follow up a certain account after a certain amount of days, or you forget forget to answer a certain email, or you don't put notes after a meeting. All these kind of things, um, so that the system is really guiding you and really helping you to keep that overview because let's face it if you are handling more than let's say 10 20 leads mm -hmm. it becomes very hard to rely on your own memory and so you true. need some kind of system to be able to um, follow up every single person at the right time as if you're you're still selling to a few people really keep giving that uh, that personal approach yeah. Yeah. And with, and that's awesome with that, with that as a backdrop, because I do think um, keeping sales reps organized, we tend to be um, really good on our feet, really good personalities, really good with people and maybe not as great with details and follow-up <laughs> follow-up skills, I would say is, is something a sales rep's got to have, but, but being organized about that and intentional about that is something we could always use help with. So this sounds like a great, a great tool to help uh, folks do that. Let's go up a level of abstraction into, you know, this world where, you know, many people were selling face-to-face -face even six, eight months ago, pre-COVID. Uh, now everybody is maybe back where they started as an inside sales rep. They sit at a desk, they stare into a camera, uh, they, they, they look at monitors and talk on phones all day. And, you know, with that response, with that sort of extra time they have freed up by not driving in cars and flying on planes to get to accounts, you know, there's a, there's an ability to, to be more organized. What have you seen with your clients um, in terms of changes, uh, you know, from, from the perspective of where we were six, eight months ago to where we are today in this new virtual or remote world that we live in? I, I, I honestly don't think, our customers um, take more time to get more organized. Yes, we do have some companies joining Salesforce because all of a sudden, uh, because of the whole crisis, their pipelines mm -hmm. are slashed. So they, they feel the need to be organized somehow. Like they, they're like, uh, everything changed. We have no idea what our pipeline is. We need to fix that. We need a system now. Sure. Um, but I think the main issue that people are having right now is even though their productivity has uh, a sword because um, they, they basically, uh, like you said, they, they don't have to drive to meetings anymore, fly to meetings, whatever, all this kind of stuff you do in between. Right. Uh, you can just take a bunch of uh, calls after each other all day and you can book them with a meeting scheduler. It's really easy. There's a really 
uh, no work that goes into this. Um, the only thing that you maybe need to do is uh, pick some time uh, at some point to prep the meetings you're going to have. Um, I think the main issue that people are facing right now is that they, they find it hard to connect uh, while they're doing that. It's, it's harder to connect with your prospects when they're sort of like not across the table, but like two screens away. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that get lost in the, in the communication, like uh, uh, body language, for instance, which sure. is a big part yeah. of communication. Uh, you can only see someone, uh, first of all, chest up. Um, so there's, there's already that part that gets lost. Uh, then there's uh, because of the way um, uh, let's say uh, audio frequencies work in, in in digital communication. There's also certain frequencies that get lost, so there's a bit of tone of voice that gets lost. Plus, uh, it doesn't really give the, the same feeling. It's not like it, it gives the feeling that you're live together with another person. It's almost there, but it's not really the same. So people find it hard to um, connect. And the advice I would give there is to try to um, use the positive points of the, the type of communication and do extra your best to, uh, for instance, if you're video calling, you're not expected to uh, wear a suit. It's weird even if you wear a suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had one, one person wear a suit during a video call. And I was like, oh, okay, um, sure. I mean, it's your choice. Um, it's, it's normal when, uh, especially in the beginning of the, the, the COVID, the lockdowns and stuff, uh, your kids walk in and you yeah. see the kids of your prospects and you have a little chat about it and all that. Yeah. Uh, then you might see stuff in the backgrounds. Like uh, I usually have uh, my bikes in the background and people always ask, oh, you're a biker. Yeah. Um, uh, all these kind of things, things in a way become more informal, a bit more personal. And it's good to use that uh, to, despite the fact that you're not in the same place, still be able to build that connection. So really try to, do that extra effort to be a bit, a little bit more personable. I think that's a, a really interesting point. I mean, one of the things when I went through sales training at Eastman Kodak Company back in 1990 that they told us was, you know, uh, sales reps need to be very observant. When they walk into a room, you know, in order to build rapport, as we used to call it, you had to be observant <laughs> of, of what was in, in the prospect or the customer's, you know, office that you could sort of connect to. Well, that actually seems, that's almost easier now because anybody you talk to in a Zoom meeting, you, you notice people take pretty good pride in a lot of cases to put things behind them that, yeah. that speak to them. Like, now, there's still some people that are working in, their, <laughs> working in their bedrooms. I had one call and someone was actually in their closet. All I saw was their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, you, when you're on these more formal calls, you do see like people have these backgrounds. So I love what you just said there about, you know, use that as a conversation starter. It, you know, for you, it's your bike. For me, it might be my book collection that you see behind me um, or the mm -hmm. sailboat that's behind me. You know, those are things that sort of speak to something about the prospect. And that, that almost gets easier now because we're on more of these calls. We almost are in each other's offices for every call now, not just the closing meeting. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. For sure. 
I have a question for you, um, you know, about some of the changes and maybe how your system might help with this. Like one of the things in lots of our, lots of our listeners are in these, um, what I'll just call selling teams, right? Whether they're selling software and they, and they team up with system engineers, uh, whether they're selling pharmaceuticals and they've got specialists, product specialists that they bring in. Um, you know, a tool like yours probably is really super helpful to that team selling approach where, you know, everything lives in one place where, you know, all aspects of the team, whether it's the sales rep, the specialist, the sales manager, the VP, everybody's got a single lens of the truth. Is that, is that a fair, a fair assumption? No, that's, that's correct. And these, these kind of things become way easier when everything becomes digital because our, our system, for instance, pulls in all the emails, the meetings, the calls, the email tracking, the website tracking, all these kind of things. Every single interaction that you're having with a customer is all visible in one timeline. And with different people, you can collaborate on it. Uh, so for instance, uh, if we're communicating with you, uh, it's my colleague, Gary, who is a partner manager. It's me. Uh, we both look at the same view. Yeah. Uh, and in between the sort of the interactions we have with you, Gary can ask a question like, hey, Jeroen, what do you think about this? Uh, and then, uh, then uh, I can say something back and then she communicates again with you. That's, that's just the team collaboration becomes much easier compared to when part of that communication is not digital. Then, of course, there's no visibility on that. The, the more it becomes uh, uh, digital, the better. And, and I believe that actually over the coming years, um, even many of the offline things we're doing or uh, the calls we're having in Zoom and all that, we will start getting a visibility on that as well uh, so that everything is perfectly mapped, um, which is also where uh, a lot of interesting things are going to happen because uh, the more things become uh, digitalized, the more we can uh, extract uh, information, the more intelligence we can build on top of that. Uh, because when, when, when software knows all these kind of things, we can, we can make anything happen. We can say, like, oh, it seems like this guy is interested in this. How do we know? Because uh, you looked at this pages and then you ask this in an email and the call you said this and that. And the system will be able to pick that up. It's, uh, uh, I believe that, 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 for instance, AI is now reaching a point, um, like I don't know whether you saw the, the you know, it's, it's not really a sales thing, but the, the, the recent developments in open AI. This is really now becoming a possibility where, where a few years ago we'd say, okay, that's, that's far off. Uh, now these things are going to happen. And I believe it's really going to make a big difference in the, in the field of sales very soon. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of what you said there, you know, I, I, I have a couple thoughts. I mean, one is, you know, we're recording this kind of zoom meeting right now. Many more sales reps are taking advantage of the fact that, you know, we're talking and rather than you and I both scribbling notes, um, about, you know, the engagement we're having, why don't Mr. Customer, why don't we just record this if you're okay with it? And then I can even send you the recording. And now we both have, you know, uh, we have the uh, exact words that we used and the exact follow-up we agreed to. Um, and maybe your system does this, but wouldn't it be cool if like those recordings could kind of live in the account record of that client? 
um, or at least maybe a transcribed version of that. Um, most of these sales calls aren't, aren't more than, you know, 15, 30 minutes. So maybe that's something that we is a benefit of this, this COVID world we live in, this virtual world we live in is that we've memorialized conversations on recordings mm -hmm. instead of handwritten notes, <laughs> right? So the, the transcriptions are, are, are rather easy nowadays in the sense that, uh, for instance, the, the Google Speech API, I don't yeah. know whether you recently done a Hangouts call, but you can turn on the, uh, the automated transcription at the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at some point, um, I had a call with uh, someone, uh, yeah, whatever. I was I having a call with someone and it was very difficult to understand this accent. But Google Hangouts was picking it up, so I could read it in the subtitles. Oh my uh, god, which was really handy. That is really cool. And just that possibility makes that you can have uh, proper transcripts, which a few years ago was really hard. And then from there, then you you ask the question like, who's going to read those transcripts? Right. Uh, I believe that the next step, the summarization of this kind of conversations is not far away either. It's a much harder problem to solve, but it's not that far away either. And then you'll be able to say, okay, this is a summary of the conversation. And then if you want to dig in, you just go into the transcript and you can find exactly back what the prospect said without you having to listen to a recording or whatever. Uh, it'll just be there. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, back to that idea of team selling, I think this is such an interesting way, you know, I kind of jokingly say from time to time that I'm like a marriage counselor between the sales rep and the sales manager. I always want these two, I believe it's a very, very important relationship to the success of both the rep and the manager is that they work and communicate well. A tool like what we're talking mm -hmm. about here makes that a little bit easier by having that single version of the truth in one place that's, that's augmented with, you know, AI that, that fills into the best ability without a ton of work on either person's part. I think that's very, very interesting. Can I ask one more question about another part of companies um, mm -hmm. that, that might be interesting? I'm the marketing guy over here at Aslan. Uh, I wear many, many hats. I also sell and obviously podcast and other things. But, um, at, you know, sales and marketing integration or, or, or collaboration in a lot of companies is still uh, is still struggling for a lot. I hear it all the time that we, you know, marketing and, and sales just are not aligned. You hear this, this idea of uh, account-based marketing strategies and, and leveraging some of the marketing automation tools to break down walls and soften beachheads for sales reps. How does your system, if, if it does, help in that sales and marketing integration? And maybe it doesn't, but just I thought I'd ask, how, how can that help people from both the marketing side and sales side kind of in that team selling approach? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't believe really that it's, uh, that the issue is solved if you introduce marketing automation, uh, because the main issue that exists is that, uh, salespeople just don't fill out the CRM correctly, mm -hmm. which makes that as a marketing team, for instance, you're going to send out a mailing, uh, people with a discount let's say I mean, yeah imagine yep. you do that and then all of a sudden you send it to people who are just about to sign up and you would say <laughs> oh that's dumb that's a mistake of the marketing team no it's not a mistake of the marketing team it's probably because the marketing team didn't get the necessary information from the sales team that they were just about to close the deal there um 
So the, the fact that the sales team is not filling out the CRM for its reasons that it's not really, uh, they don't really see the immediate value for themselves is a big issue for the, com the company as a whole because uh, you don't know uh, where things are, you don't know who, who people are talking to, you don't know when the last contact was, you don't know a lot of things uh, which are really important if you want uh, marketing and sales to collaborate in the right way. Um, so it's that visibility into uh, what the sales team is exactly doing and where everything is uh, that, that, as far as I'm concerned, is, 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 is key uh, in, in solving that, that collaboration issue. Uh, because if, if, if both uh, keep their data in the right way, um, then there's even, uh, I'm exaggerating now, but then, then there's even no need to communicate about things because you can, you can both see it in the system. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and things will just, will just work out. Of course, communicating is good. I'm not, I'm not against that. Well, and you know, you bring up an interesting point because a lot of the companies that, that listen to this podcast, a lot of people that are challenged by, uh, the current situations come from global companies where, you know, you're working in multiple time zones and getting on phone calls can, can be a challenge. But when you've got all your information accurately portrayed in one system of record, one version of the truth, as I like to say, uh, it makes that, that global sell uh, cycle, that global sales process a little bit easier. And face it, we're all remote now. So, you know, without having to get on the phone or even get on a video meeting, you and I can can collaborate through the system if it's accurate. So I think that's a that's a really important. For sure, that's really important. Yeah, we 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 have one one of our team members right now. Um, she went back to her family uh, for for some weeks, mm -hmm. and um, we're based in Belgium. She's American. She's now in uh, at the moment in Virginia, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and the collaboration is just the same, whether she's here in Antwerp or she's, she's over in Virginia. We, we work together just the same. The only, the only thing is the, the, the time difference. Yeah. She gets up uh, later than us. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> but, uh... That's good. That's good. Well, one last uh, point or, or, or ask of you is, you know, do you, do you see anything um, that might be interesting to our listeners in terms of where things go from here? Uh, you know, we're a sales training company. You're a, you're a sales sort of enablement or a sales tool. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of, you know, as clients, as people think about as sales reps, but even probably more important, sales managers try to optimize their organizations. What do you see in the future of, of this this, uh, this need for both sales training and sales tools to keep moving your organization forward? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think I already touched uh, on, on where I see mostly uh, sales software, uh, sales tools evolve. It's, it's gonna be a lot, of, lot more data, a lot more yeah. automation, a lot more intelligence, which is gonna help sales teams to, uh, to sell more effectively. Uh, I think that's going to make a big change. Where it comes to the intersection with sales training, that's actually a very interesting question that I haven't considered yet. Um, I suppose that a lot of the sales training will become, um, well, less focused on uh, staying organized because the software is going to yep. help with that more and more. 
it's going to be much more around um, the human interaction aspect. Yep. As that's 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 where the sales job is going to uh, naturally shift uh, because it's going to be the software that's going to help us stay organized. Uh, and and that is going to automate a lot of the things that we do in the sales process that are not naturally human, not naturally something that salespeople like to do either, and all those kind of things. Um, and what's going to be left in the sales job is actually going to be the the core um, part of it is uh, talking to customers. Uh, thinking about solutions and while well, understanding their issues first, thinking about solutions, um, guiding them through the process. It's it's really these very human sort of type of skills. Um, and I'm assuming that's also where, where sales training will uh, will keep adding the most value. Yeah. I think I think you I think you nailed it. I mean I I I uh, unfair of me to ask that question without any preparation, but I, I, I sense that you and I are on very much the same page here. I, the more and more we can automate and get into one system of record does indeed take that onus of, of organization a bit off of our plates as salespeople. And I think when you look at Aslan, you, you, you know, the main, and you know this, I mean, you've researched us, you see us like this, this approach of other centered selling, this approach of, I am going to put the client's needs ahead of my commission needs, and I'm going to focus only on the human interaction, the human communication, the, the human interest and curiosity of knowing what it is that's on your whiteboard that's, that keeps you up at night and helping you try to solve that. That's where we need to continue to evolve sales training. And I think together, tools like what you're offering with SalesFlare and sales training, like what we're offering with Aslan, I think are a, are, are a magical combination for, for sales leaders and sales reps alike. And I've been thrilled to have you on this show today. I mean, this has been so much fun. Where can people learn more about your, uh, your tool and your technology? Um, yeah, before I finish my beer here. And uh, uh, if you want to find out more about Salesflare, you can, um, you can find out uh, about on salesflare.com and, and Flare is F-L-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. Um, at the top right, there is a button that some, says something like try it out for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you click that, you can see our software immediately. Uh, just connect your email address. You'll see it. You can try it for seven days. If you actually start setting it up, you will get more days. Um, the, it works in a way that when you do stuff in the system, then it gives you more uh, days on the trial and goes to something like 30 days if it's just you. And if you do it with some colleagues, it's even more. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, um, best place, probably LinkedIn, uh, you can connect with me, uh, but don't forget to, uh, add a message. Otherwise I won't be able to distinguish you from the, <laughs> the, the regular spammer. Um, cause we get a lot of those nowadays. And I will make sure that your name in, and, uh, the link to your LinkedIn profile is in our uh, description that people will be able to click on it. And, you guys can connect and, and learn more about uh, Salesflare and Yarun uh, and and uh, I I am thrilled to have had uh, a great a great conversation with you today. This is exciting. Um, you guys uh, make sure you uh, download the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends. You know that uh, this is just what we do. We're trying to get uh, as much information as we can to make people's lives as sales reps as fulfilling as possible. And to bridge that relationship between you and your sales manager, that's, uh, 
That's what we care about and that's what we hope for. And so uh, thanks again, your own and, and sales flair for joining today. And we'll see the rest of you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.